podcast for women like you. Women in business across all industries. We've learned from experience how hard it can be to manage it all on your own. So we're here to answer your questions, spill the tea, and be completely open and honest about the life of a business owner. Welcome back to the Female Founder. Happy Tuesday, lovely ladies. Yay. Oh my God, Vic, do you know it's been a year since I went full time? That is mad to me. That is absolutely crazy. Like, it feels like so long ago, but it feels like yesterday at the same time. It's so scary know. when you make the plunge and you're like, I'm going to take this seriously full time. Like, I'm making a good enough income yeah. where this can be my full time job. It's cr- like, and I remember it just being one of the scariest things like I've ever done. Does it feel like it's been a year? Does it feel like longer or shorter? It feels like I've done this for ages. Yeah. But it feels like I'm still so new to it all. Do you know what I mean? I, got, I think I went full time in like August 2021. 21. Yeah. So it's like, you're like two years into it then aren't yeah. you yeah crazy i'm so crazy. old and weathered now <laughs> she's experienced in I'm the field experienced. <laughs> we really, we're like we're so excited for today's episode because when we were having a chat about how it's been a year since sophie's been full-time we were like we can do a whole episode just on our stories mm. and how we got here because it's crazy it's so like we've we both had such different paths and yeah. like, i love listening to people's journeys mm. and how they've and our paths have crossed as well yeah. but we didn't know each other Crazy. so we're gonna get into that like that like blew our minds when we first met so we're just gonna do a really nice sentimental episode that's really juicy as well because you know it's not been easy it's at all to easy. get to where we've been there's been highs and lows and yeah and it's so important to speak about that because yeah. i think people just think oh yeah easy breathy easy. like and everyone's got their own stories like yeah. I bet everyone listening to this has their own story where they're like oh i remember yeah. this and that and mm-hmm. like everyone's so different but and also you know anyone can do it as well yeah that's that's the thing yeah so we're gonna jump into our storybook yay So, should we start from our younger days? Yeah. Let's what were we throw like? Throw it all back. What were we like in school? In school, I don't even want to look back on those days. If <laughs> I I'm quite like, I'm so like dissociated, dissociated. Yeah. From school and like my life then, like because mm-hmm. I was quite an academic girl. I mean, yeah. I went to like thirteen different schools. Like I know Sophie's had a life. Like so, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I have lived like all up and down the country. Yeah. Um. So I joined my last school in year eight mm-hmm. and stayed there until I finished my exams, whatever. Yeah. Um. So joining a year late. That's scary. Was it? I was used to it at this point. Yeah. It wasn't scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um. But people had already settled into the groups in year seven and like yeah. you know you know done whatever become a bit clicky. Yeah. So I walk in like first day of year eight and was like. Nice girl, yeah. quiet, new like, girl on the block, new exactly, <laughs> new girl on the block. Everyone's like eyes on eyes on her, yeah. Um, and I remember there being like a few different like conversations of people like, oh, like, y- like you know, we need to watch her type thing, like yeah. because I was just genuinely a nice person. It goes one of two ways when someone new yeah. joins. It's either someone new joins and all the popular kids like swarm them and they're yeah. like come in our group, or they instantly get like disowned and they're just like, oh my god, she's such a freak. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. that's like 
them gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know what <laughs> what one I was because I'm never one. Of the, I'm never a person that's been like I want to be in with the you know in the, the cool popular kids. people like da, da, da. Mm-hmm. like I'm I've always just been a little bit not quiet yeah but just ke- I keep my peace to myself yeah do you know what I mean I was definitely not in the cool kid group at school <laughs> like absolutely the opposite I was like really tall really lanky had braces had massive eyebrows yeah had braces can you not tell my teeth are perfect (laughs) (laughs) and it was just yeah it was just a disaster at school I was so quiet and so shy so different to how Mm. I am now I've always been like talkative Mm. but not at school at home I was always talkative Mm. at school I wouldn't even raise my hand in class I had a really really nasty school year there was like 300 of us I would say like 70% of the year were like it girls, like very bossy. Like I would get pushed around. I've I've had yogurt thrown on my head. I've had it all. Not yeah, a fun like time. I, ha- I, ha- I face like a few nasty girls at school and stuff. And oh, like, it's horrible. you couldn't pay me to go back to school. Oh, it's horrible. I've got more bad memories of school than, than good. good memories. But yeah. like, I would say it's quite interesting with me and Sophie because we're very similar, but very opposite. So mm. like, I wasn't academic at school. I was creative and not very smart at school. Mm. I had to work so hard to get good to grades get at school. Grades. Um, I was very, very quiet. Um, yeah just like sort of kept to myself and yeah. I sort of I just I was, didn't enjoy it at all yeah I, I was there with you like I didn't mm-hmm. I hated school I was I, I was quiet I kept myself to myself like yeah. you know as, as a young girl yeah I had a lot going on yeah I wasn't gonna go into school and be like you know everyone look at me like da, da, like that's not who I was that's not who mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. um I was just you know I was there because I had to be there <laughs> yeah you know I mean? yeah and it, I made it worse for myself as well because um I think something we have got in common is that we both loved like taking photos and videos yeah. and like blogging and stuff like that so like when I was I think pretty young like maybe 14 or something I started a YouTube channel that is so like cool, it's though. cute but I, I did face some bullying for it and yeah. like like it's cute starting a YouTube channel mm. it's not cute when like the guy that you fancied at school would find out <laughs> and like mention it and bring it up and I just want to like die on the spot um, so then eventually I stopped doing that because it's not cool to do that mm. but I've always been very creative like I had a blog um I had an Instagram that was quite successful at the time I think it's mad that you did that like I dreamt of doing that at, I don't know what, how, where I found the confidence to no, do that because I wasn't mad. confident at all I think I just hoped no one would ever find it yeah but I think that's so weird that it led me to doing oh my this. god Vicky showed me something she's <laughs> like so this is my vanity tour <laughs> <laughs> I used I to like even perfume. even before I had a YouTube channel every birthday I would ask for a camera so I could wow. like vlog stuff. So I've got clips from when, I think the earliest one I have was like eight. Wow. And I was like, so I'm just at home and here's my mummy. And <laughs> I was just like, I just filmed everything. Like my whole life has been on film and ev- like all my close family knows that like I would just film everything. everything. Yeah, and you, you weren't without a camera. Whereas like yeah. I was like kind of the opposite in school. Yeah, she was a naughty girl. (laughs) She was a naughty girl. I was was annoyed at school. (laughs) Oh my God, no. I was opposite in school. So I was quite like academic. Mm -hmm. I wasn't creative. I like hated art, Mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff. Like, because I didn't have the patience for it. So interesting that. Because you're well creative. 
What I did used to do is I used to be obsessed with makeup. Oh my god, I, I didn't know that. Used to like when I get when I got home from school, I'd do like a full face makeup, like really creative eyeshadow. Ooh. Like that was my form of creativity. Yeah. Like um, which I didn't really point. know was a form of creativity. Yeah. Um so but yeah, like I was very like academic math, science, like PE, mm-hmm. like I was an all sports get, like, tutors for stuff. I was in this is it was so condescending when you're a child. I was in like the special classes for special kids. Like that's <laughs> it's so bad when you look it back is, on but, that. But then you you know, like fortunately you've pulled yourself out of that, like yeah. that mindset. Because that mindset can stay with children their whole life. Yeah. If you if you've been in bottom set or if you've been told, you know, you, you're not very good, mm-hmm. that mindset can stay with you. Yeah, it's so bad. And it always did as well, because I would always be like you know, if I got a good grade, I'd make sure like all everyone knew, everyone and I'd knew. always be like, yeah. "Look, how amazing this is, mum and dad!" Yeah. Like, where I would try I and like show everyone. I think with me, because I was always high achieving, mm-hmm. that's now where a lot of like my problems come from because I also I like have always high been a high achiever. Yeah. So if I'm not doing like the best that I can be, it's not good enough. Yeah. Do you know, so, does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely comes it like into your adult life, yeah. doesn't it? Because I think so like I'd say my sister was more the academic one at school. Mm. So I'd always feel like I had to like one up her with everything <laughs> because she'd be like, I got all A's and I'd be like, I got D's or E's, yeah. like or F's. <laughs> so it's like I F's. need to like compensate for that. Um so then after school, we went to college, obviously. Uh, fun fact, yeah. we actually went to the same college and didn't know. Because our college was huge. Huge. It was, uh, there was massive. There like 2,000 people there. Yeah, it was absolutely huge, our college. So we obviously didn't, we must have crossed paths many we times. But we just didn't even know we were in the same college till we met later on. What did you do at college? Oh, I did maths, oh biology, MTA. So oh my God. Then I ended up dropping maths after the first year. Maths, I ended up dropping maths and biology after the first year because I could could do everything in the lesson mm. but the exams were like latin literally oh my God. could not I, I was a high achiever in the class as soon as you put a paper in front of me couldn't do it yeah so i dropped them too and then did a b-tech in science mm-hmm. so it was just all coursework so i didn't have the pressure of doing the exams mm-hmm. and then i did p as well and i was on like the netball team oh my college. god i did like Combined English, because mm. I've always loved writing and reading. See, I haven't. <laughs> I did media and I did photography, mm. but photography was not photography. Hard, like 80% of it was like coursework and stuff like that. Really? So me and my friend would literally just like, we would like check in, like use our thumb to scan in and oh just thumb God. and run. <laughs> just thumb and run. That was <laughs> like the no- that was the naughtiest thing I ever did at, at college because I'm like very good at school. Like yeah. never had like 100% attendance, but it was just so pointless. So I'd just be like thumb it and I'd just like it. I mean, like my friend would just like it and drive off. Like, whoa, so rebellious <laughs> of me to do that. That was like the worst thing that I ever used to do. Um, and then so yeah, you, college- did quite, you did quite, quite creative subjects then, didn't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did really creative subjects, but still i was like i'm not loving it like i I don't like like learning things like my brain doesn't take it in very well it's like to do things i don't Mm. like the process of like learning i didn't find my creativity until i left college Mm. because it was like oh and i've definitely said this on the podcast before but it was always drilled into me that maths english and science are what you need to succeed in life and then you go to uni and then yeah you go to college that i literally did that at college yeah hated every minute of it yeah and then uni wasn't even 
question for me. I was like, I'm not going there. Yeah, me neither. I think because my parents didn't go to uni, I was like, I don't want to go. And I mm. found the idea of it really weird. I was like, you've well, got to go and live with strangers that you don't know yeah, in like a weird place. I think your your reason's a bit different to mine. Like mine was like, <laughs> I've always been like very open-minded to things. And yeah. I've always known that I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, and this is no shade to anyone that's been to university, I would love to actually go to university yeah. now mm-hmm. but at that point i was like university is just another step in the rat race yeah i don't want to sit and learn for three more years come out yeah. with all this debt yeah and you know potentially not have a job at the end of it like yeah i just wanted to do i've always just wanted i'm a doer mm. and you know i'm a doer sophie oh she's like, a doer if i've got an idea in my head i have to do it mm. so i was like i want to start making money as young as i possibly can i just want to get started with it I can't be bothered to go to uni and learn things. I just want to start. Mm. So that's where I was like, um, so I basically did some work at my dad's work on their mm. social media team, which didn't, I mean, I learned a lot from it, yeah. but I was always seen as like the boss's daughter. Oh. So I wouldn't get any respect or like people wouldn't listen to my ideas. I'd like be in tears a lot of the time because I'd be like, really? I'd pitch all these ideas and I'd just be shot down. Or they'd be like, nope, not doing that. No one would listen to what I was doing. But there were some lovely people there that I learned social media from and marketing oh. and stuff like that. But I was still just so shy. I'd just go in and like keep to myself, like literally just like have my headphones in, watch films like while I was working and stuff. Mm. And like I'd be too shy to like ask what my next task was when once I'd finished my job. I'd be oh like, oh my god, my I don't god. Want to ask it's that. crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I just like got to a point where I was like, oh my god, I'm just like sick of this because mm. everything I would say like when like reels were becoming was that a thing. your first job? Yeah, that was my first ever job that I yeah. got. And that was I think it was like every Monday and Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I did modeling and I also worked at Hollister. So mm. I was always trying to make cash. Like I yeah, was always trying to work. But Hollister, I think I got £25 a day, <laughs> which is just mad. Because oh I think it was like five or six pounds an hour and I would do like four hour shifts. Mm. And Hollister was run by young girls. Some of them were lovely. Mm. Some of them were Awful. Awful. The way they spoke to the other girls that worked there, really, I did not agree with it at all. Really? And I used to get really annoyed by it. Um, they just treat us like shit and literally just be like, um, you know, if so like we didn't get commission for anything. You just yeah. got paid what you got paid and they would like force us to speak to like every customer, even if they didn't want to be spoken to. And they were just minding their own business. Like, Why have you not spoken to her yet? And I remember I was having a really, really difficult day, like mm-hmm. with personal things that were going on. And they just were like, Vicky, why have you not approached that person with the iPad yet? And I just literally burst out crying and went in the toilet and cried. And I was just like, I've had enough of it yeah. now. And like, I would also have to pay for the train there and back, which would be a fiver. So I'd actually make about 20 quid just for that. And yeah. I was like, what's the point? It gets that point, doesn't it? Where you just yeah. think, right, really? But the good, the, the reason I'm glad that I did work at Hollister and why I think everyone should work with the public is for your confidence because mm. that's where I got my confidence to speak to absolutely anyone Yeah, because even my mum noticed it like if I'd go and get my nails done I'd be like too shy to even ask someone for like the colours you know be like can I see the, the colours like yeah. go and get it off someone and then one day we get my nails and I was like excuse me can I have a like, I was like went up and like said it she was like <laughs> so where? she came out nowhere she's like where's that come from but it's just because I've worked with the public and yeah. I know how to speak to people now so that's what I've taken from it have you worked in with the public um, so or whatever I, or not so my first job 
I think I, I struggle to remember like what my first job actually was. I've always done <laughs> little bits and bobs. Yeah. My first job was waitressing. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, so and I loved it because again, I was speaking to the public. I was mm-hmm. always making sure people were having like the best time and making sure like even like going over explaining the menus to people. Yeah. Like I loved helping people. Yeah. And you know, making sure that they were having a great service. It's so nice, isn't it? You always yeah. come back and like, oh like we're yeah. really socially like buzzed over yeah. this. Like it used to give me like so much dopamine. Yeah. Um so then so I did that for a while. Um, and then I got like a Sunday job working at a horse yard because I have a horse. I've always been interested in horses. Yeah. Love animals. Um, that was literally for three pounds an hour. That was oh like my slave God. labor. That's um, not right. So I did that for a while. And that was literally like, this taught me like graft. Like mm-hmm. that was literally putting out 20 to 30 horses every morning. Oh my God. Doing all the hay nets, mucking 10 pound. stables out. Going back in the afternoon, bringing in 20 to 30 horses, taking the rugs off, checking them over. Oh, my God. Doing what, like that. Rain, snow, sun, bliss, like, like whatever they're called. What are they called? Blizzard. Blizzard. <laughs> Blizzard. you going to say ballista. Ballistas? Blizzards. <laughs> Blizzards. All of it. Like, that's, I, I was out there. Oh, my God. Literally. That's so insane. That, I did that for about six months. And then I started working at a doggy daycare centre. Oh, because oh I, again, this is me being me. I was like, I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. I'm going to, mm. I don't really like people. I have yeah. very bad experiences with people. So I thought, I'm going to go and work with animals. Yeah. Um, got a job at this doggy daycare centre local to me. Absolutely loved it. Like sat, you know, training dogs, you know, cleaning, what, like all of it. Mm-hmm. All day. Um, again, speaking to like the public that were coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Um so like but I was just determined that I was like I'm not going down the path that everyone else yeah, is going down I don't and, want an office you know, job it first started it was a new business like I was probably one of the second members of staff to be taken on yeah Um. but I was always taking pictures yeah I was always taking videos mm-hmm. I was always and you know I was always complimented on the pictures I was taking yeah you know I was always looking at how they ran the social media yeah that's where you found your calling and looking back on it now I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell you that I used to work at like a cattery, like with cats, no. but for one day, I did it for one day. Did, why? Tell me. Because I was like, I'm obsessed with animals. Mm. I want to help them in every way that I can. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to volunteer on the weekend to work at a cattery. Mm-hmm. So I went there and I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. Like I literally loved it. And then smelt the poo in the wee and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's disgusting. I know that sounds so horrible, but honestly, I kept gagging and I had to like, literally thought I was going to be sick. Really? Because they were kept in not very nice conditions. Mm. But I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I'm really sorry when I have to go. Yeah. Anything else, I'll do anything else. But if it's to do with poo or wee, I'm like, I'm not, not interested. Not going to do that. That didn't lead me to where tried I am it now. now. Yeah, at least I tried it. So I would say I've probably not had loads of jobs. I don't know, maybe I've had a yeah. few. And then I actually did an apprenticeship as well over the summer I think when I was like 18 um at a marketing place and they were very like you know if you do this like you'll get the job and whatever yeah and I was like oh god this is so cool and I would literally it would be like the peak summer like boiling hot and Mm. I'd like sit on the train every day in this sweaty train Mm. um to do my marketing job I did it for the whole summer then they said like I'm sorry we don't have any like places open and I was like Oh my god! I've just done all that for free. So you did it all for free. Did it all for free. None of it was paid, and I didn't even get the job at the end of it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Seriously, don't know what they're missing now. So I was, I was 
annoyed with that, but I learned from it. And then also, like I said to you, I wanted to work at PLT marketing. Didn't this was get a big that. thing for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I manifested it and everything, and I didn't get it. Mm. And that's just because something else better something was going to come Something better was coming. This is it. Like yeah. so. So yeah, your, your journey is is very marketing based, actually, isn't it? Um, yeah. Whereas mine, so after I'd, after I'd done like the animal work and stuff, I was like, okay, probably time to grow up and get a proper job now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is whilst I was like college and stuff, so it was yeah. all like part time when I could work and stuff. Um, and then I decided to go into finance. I'd like mm. to get an accountancy apprenticeship. Because um, I thought, well, I've always been good at maths. I like maths. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can I sort of use that? Um, so I went into accountancy for a year. Um, did an apprenticeship. That was the year that COVID hit. So, oh, my God. you know, I'd done like maybe three months of my apprenticeship. Then we all got shipped off to move work from home. Mm-hmm. My apprenticeship stopped. So it was going to extend my apprenticeship another six months or something whereas where i was like i can just about do this year and a half mm-hmm. bite that mm-hmm. get it done get this qualification and start working properly mm-hmm. um so anyway then yeah so working at this company was a whole eye-opener for me oh my god my manager was horrendous um the company was not run very well at all and obviously working in like the financial department i could see everything Mm -hmm. that this business was doing like what they were spending the money on like who it was going to um and like i worked really close with the accountant so he was telling me you know like you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing this Mm -hmm. um was that just like another push to be like i need to do something different than this like work up for myself or something yeah so i always so every place i've worked at i've always been very interested in the business yeah like how the business works yeah like how they've grown it how they've got to where they are what they could probably do next yeah um then so this business i was like very interested in the business um and then it was working for a company that did it for me mm-hmm. working for a company that just did not care about me no. What I bought to the company, you know, at this company, I was sort thought of really highly by, you know, top managers, sales managers, IT managers, you mm. know, everyone had a great relationship with everyone. Um, and then I ended up leaving because of a whole different story, like yeah. because of, you know, a whole big thing. Yeah. Um, but they just didn't value me at all. No. Um, so I thought, do you know what? Never working for anyone ever again. Yeah. And now that's what motivates you to keep yeah. going. Like honestly, the thought of going back to a nine to five scares scares me so much. Yeah, that's what keeps me going. And like another route that I because I've always had so many different. You know, when you just get hyper fixated on one mm. thing, you're like, "This will be the job I'm in. This will be the job I'm in." Another route I thought I was going to go down was modelling. Yeah, I was like, "This is going to be my full time job. It's so cool." And what I will say about modelling is, it looks one way. Mm. It's completely the opposite way. Mm-hmm. When you say, oh, "I'm a model," like that sounds so cool, Glamorous. so glam. It's not like at all. I would say I put more of my own money into modelling than I got paid. Really? Because you had to pay for your own portfolio shoots like numerous times. You had to pay for your travel, which was really expensive, and then. You would also have, so like I knew models really well that looked like they were doing amazing. They'd still also have to have a side job at Asda mm. to pay their to pay, to pay their way because they'd only get one job and it might pay two grand, which mm. is like, whoa, for one day. But then that's it. That's the only work that you're going to get all month. Mm. So they'd have to work another job to keep it going. Mm. And the way that they would speak about our bodies, the way that 
they would sort of promote not eating at lunch and just having a cigarette or something. Yeah. Didn't agree with that. And I've heard this about the modelling industry. Yeah, it's just not a very like glamorous ethical, industry. And yeah. I'd say only like the top 1% make it where that's your full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like so many girls that I met there were so lovely, but only maybe like a handful of them mm-hmm. are now doing it full-time. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them we've just dropped off and we're like, it's not worth it. And the way that everything would be a competition and you don't look this way yeah, and you need to yeah. look more like this and you need to lose more weight on your waist and all that stuff. It's I've heard it's like a really not great industry no it's really 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 toxic and i didn't want to like let go of it for ages i was like that sounds so cool yeah but like i don't really care because now i'm doing something that i love love love, and any day i would rather do this and i don't want to go down that route again so how did you start like ssm then well i so my business is ssm if anyone doesn't know um so i basically um quit no I think COVID hit. Mm. So then I was only getting like a tiny amount of money from Hollister. And by then I'd already uh, quit modeling and had enough of that. So I sat at home, had literally the smallest income coming in from Hollister. What was it called when? Furlough. Furlough. Mm. Furlough pay. So I was like, right, what am I going to do here? I don't want to go back into modeling. I don't want to go. I want to... um, I don't want to go back into working at my dad's place mm. because that wasn't for me. Um, so I basically had a list of photographers, like wedding photographers from my dad's work um, that they work with. So I was like, I'd go on their Instagrams and I'd be like, their Instagrams are really bad really and they bad. don't know what yeah. they're doing. Is that was is that when you were trying to get in contact with them? Yeah. So I had all of their emails and their Instagram. Mm. So I was like, I can contact these people. Um, and like I've said to you as well, I didn't know being a social media manager was a Same. job. I was like, yeah. this, this is, is a, a sick idea. <laughs> I'm going to be a millionaire from this idea. So I reached out to maybe like... 20 photographers mm. by email and i was just like hi i've noticed your instagram's not very good and that's it. i can do it but better. wait hold on pause 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 for you to have that idea mm-hmm. like oh these their instagram isn't looking very good like da, da, da. yeah do you know what i'm gonna send them an email and tell them that i can help with their instagram yeah quite entrepreneurial of that's me entrepreneurial, girl. <laughs> i know at the time though i was just like it's a bit of extra cash like i was mm. literally charging no money for it and i think maybe like two or three got back and were interested and i was mm. like wow got that bag there so then i worked with those three and then that was a little bit more income and then i was like right i can contact all the local businesses around me as well mm. because they're having the same issue so then i contacted a few of them there was a few like family friends that i mentioned yeah. it to and they were interested um and then i signed a few of them up but then i realized like if i want to work with these people i'm gonna have to leave the house and we've done an, a whole episode about our mental health journeys mm. but at the time i had severe panic attacks and i could not leave the house but i needed to to sign yeah. these clients up and take content for them so I just like forced myself to do it and I pre-warned them all. If I faint, just I'm fine, like yeah. whatever. So that um, like proper pushed you out of your comfort zone that did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I had like therapy and training and different coping mechanisms. Um, and then I worked with a couple of them and then I really, really focused on my own Instagram and growing that. Mm. So then that took me from reaching local businesses to businesses around the world, around the world who yeah. have a much bigger budget. So then they would start to approach us I worked with an amazing business coach who picked my business apart. I was mm. like, this is good. This needs to change. 
um and then dropped off the smaller businesses because yeah. they were not paying me enough at all when yeah. i tell people how much one of these to pay me people would literally laugh and be like that's just not right yeah um you didn't then, know what you didn't know what you're worth at the start no though, did you? not at all and then after i started to work on my own instagram things started to move very fast so um i within a couple of months had an office mm. which we're in now um i hired my sister in jan and then even at the time, I just wanted to get my sister out of her retail mm. job. I wasn't really thinking about the business. I was like, I just want to get her out of her job. Mm. And she's amazing. And she has, she's helped me so much. And then I was like, oh, this is so scary. I remember you doing that. Yeah, it's such well, a big how, job. How, how long was that since you went full time with it then? Uh, well, I went full time. Oh, yeah. So I went full time August 2021. Yeah. But I started it in, I think it was Jan 2021. Yeah. So it was a couple months. Like it was yeah. a good couple months before I did it full time. Um, and that was really scary to do that. And then um, and then it was really 2022, the second half of 2022, when things started to snowball a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you took Lauren on, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I took Lauren on. I've just taken someone else on. And it's and still it's just, really busy. You're just scaling now, aren't you? Like it's just growing yeah. so rapidly. And it's just weird because there's not many times when we do sit back and, and think, whoa, like that's crazy. a couple of years ago, I couldn't even leave the house or like speak to anyone. Yeah. Or like the amount of money that I used to speak about making, like I'm making now. And I used to be like, that's just not real. Yeah. It still feels surreal for you, yeah. doesn't it? So no, it's, it's just crazy. it's just weird, but everything has like led up to where I am now like every job that I've had um every failure that I've had every job that I didn't get which I was like I know for sure I'm gonna get this job and I'd manifest it's all happened for a reason hasn't it yeah yeah it's the same thing with me like with after leaving my corporate job um that was my final thing where I was like I'm not working for anyone now Mm -hmm. so a lot of you probably will have heard that I had my clothing business um Mm -hmm. genuinely had no interest in clothing didn't care about it i just absolutely fell in love with marketing that was that was what it was it was i was seeing businesses come up on social media this was in this was in lockdown do you remember like loads of businesses start blowing up on social media yeah um so i was seeing all these businesses blow up um and then i actually had a different business idea i woke up like four in the morning one night and was like (laughs) and then i literally planned out this whole business on a board um needed investment for that so i didn't go with that um and then yeah just this clothing idea came into my head didn't think about it rolled with it um grew it internationally like you know i had orders australia america like all over the uk um and i actually like hated the clothing yeah i I hated what i was doing like you wouldn't wear it no i wouldn't wear (laughs) it and like i just didn't i didn't care about like clothes Mm -hmm. i don't care about clothes it's not Mm -hmm. a passion of mine Mm -hmm. um so then obviously I know I spoke about this a couple of times, but um, completely like wore me down as a person. I had to step away from business, mm-hmm. um, and then I started doing some like social media consultancy for a few local businesses. Um, one that had gone viral throughout lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, they like saw me in the local area, got me in, uh, helping them. We would go, you know, we'd go live to thousands of people. I would go live to thousands of people on my account. Wow. Um, and then yeah so walked away from that um and then i just and this was the work like this was one of the hardest parts of my life where i had to then get a job in social media for a company Mm. i was like 
I feel like I've completely failed. Yeah. I've gone back to where I didn't want to be. Um, mm-hmm. So I had this six month contract with this company to do the social media and I thought, right, at the end of the six months, I've got to be out earning what I'm earning here. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do yet. I didn't know what no. my business was going to be, but I had six months to get a business created and out earn what I was earning. Yeah. Um, which I managed to do. You know, I had to sit down and have conversations with like business coaches and, you know, be like, these are my options, you know, because I was, I wanted to be a personal trainer at the time. Like the gym mm-hmm. had completely changed my life. Yeah. Um, so that was an option. But then I was like, I've got this skill, this passion. Um, and I just wanted to like help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, again, like you, such a gap, local businesses to me, not using the social media properly, missing yeah. out on like massive benefits that you mm-hmm. get from social media. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I was like, you know, and I sat and I thought about it properly because for what I've learned from my clothing business was you need to know your audience. You need to know there's a gap in the market for you, for your business. Otherwise yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, like there's no point starting a business making i don't know laptops when apple's in the game do you know, yeah. do you know well obviously yeah. whether it's probably you can <laughs> yeah. probably make something different yeah but you know like is are people going to really buy it when you've got those competitors or yeah. do people really need what you're going to do mm-hmm. um so yeah so sat down and was like okay didn't rush into it at all i thought mm-hmm. i really need to make sure that this is something that i want to do mm-hmm. um sat on it for about a month and then my business coach said to me she was like right come and meet me we're gonna make your logo we're gonna set up your profiles we're gonna go for it mm-hmm. so i sat in this cafe um <laughs> and i made like seven different logos i was like oh i just don't know like, oh god i just don't know them. such a big choice isn't it yeah um and i think the hardest thing for me was actually starting you know yeah setting up that profile making that making that logo like putting it out there was so hard it. and then as soon as i did everything just came flooding in. I think I had like 30 followers mm-hmm. and um, a local business to me that's a website designer reached out to me and said, I'm really looking for someone to help me with my client's social media. Like, are you interested? Yeah. Then I literally got like my first client through it. Like it just started coming, coming. It's so co- crazy. Like, I was like, how is this happening? Like when someone's like, wants to pay you money. Yeah. You're like, you want to pay me money yeah. for something? It's like, insane. How is this happening? Yeah. Um, obviously still working for this company, but like all of my like energy would go and stand out. Yeah. Uh, just like, it's I all lo- you can think I about. I love it. You know, the, the thrill of a new client coming in or helping people and like... Just knowing you're one step closer to working for yourself yeah. without leaving that and job. Like, that was my goal at the time, was yeah. to be out earning what I was earning at my job. And then that led our paths across as well, yeah, didn't it? Which is crazy. We met, and then obviously now the podcast. Yeah. Gone. You know, business has just grown, grown, grown. You know, there's always so much to learn, which is, yeah. which is what I love about it. There's always so much to learn. Yeah, but now I'm at a point where I'm really starting to invest in my business, mm-hmm. really on a path to grow. Yeah. I think for, I'd say, like, the majority of last year, it was just, like, a leisure business, if that makes sense. I just yeah. wanted to work for myself, yeah. have the time that I needed to have. Yeah. And I didn't want to come into this business and put as much pressure on myself. as Yeah, you just want to make a nice income. Just wanted a nice income. I just wanted to, you know, work for myself. Yeah. Have some great clients. But then when you're that passionate about it, you're like, right, well, let's grow it now. Yeah. Let's make it bigger. I'm like, okay, 
I've done like the groundworks now. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm on a mission now to grow, yeah, get, get bigger. You know, yeah. my goal now is to take someone on. Yeah. And, you know, we we me and Vicky were just talking, you know, especially about our last episode, mm. one of our recent episodes, the holiday yeah. one. Yeah. Where, you know, when you're away having someone having someone in the office or wherever, mm-hmm. you know, looking after things or I've had so many personal things going on at the moment where I've just thought I can't have this business on my own. Yeah. Like, I need someone here with me. That's the scariest thing about having your own business. If something was to go bad tomorrow, touch wood, it won't. Touch wood, yeah. Um, you, you can't just say to all your clients, sorry, I'm got, yeah. like, that doesn't I've happen. I've had to cancel clients. I've had to rearrange things. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people aren't understanding of that. Yeah. Like, if, some, if something goes really wrong and you're, like, really wrong and you're like, I can't work for a month, yeah. all your income's gone, all your clients are gone. Yeah. So just having that person to pick it up for you when everything's going to yeah, shit yeah. is just so nice and reassuring yeah, exactly. and like that's so important for us to say as well is that even though we've had these such amazing journeys and you know we're we're doing good right now like it's not always good like there are months where we're we both struggling like, even like since we've known each other like me and you have both been on like the craziest journey yeah we've like facetimed each other crying like yeah. we've had to pick each other up when things go wrong like even though it's, it's our dream jobs and we love it it's really really difficult um and like you know, that's like, yeah, hence me, you know, getting help for my anxiety and stuff like yeah. that is a, a lot of problems do come from owning your own business. Yeah. So yeah, it's not been an easy journey. It's definitely been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, still continues to be difficult. And it still continues <laughs> to be like, and you know, a lot of people I speak to are like, how how do you have it so figured out? Like, yeah, you know, some people don't even know what they want to do until they're forty years old. Yeah, we are so blessed that we have found something that we love. Mm-hmm. Um. So we just wanted to share that, you know, like my journey doesn't necessarily sound like an entrepreneurial journey or yeah. you know, I'm going to be a marketing, but yeah. it's because I didn't know that was an option yeah. until I left college. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, yours was a little bit more on the route yeah. and, you know, you sort of found that thing. I think that's mad how our paths crossed as well. Yeah. That's insane yeah. to it's think mad, that. It's mad, isn't it? Like we, yeah. we were so shocked when we found out. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Um, yes. We would love to hear your business journeys. I mm-hmm. always love listening to like people's business journeys. Yeah, so do I. How they've got to where they are. Yeah. Um, everyone's just so different. Yeah, it's so interesting. No one's just like, oh, we'll just start a business because there's always a reason, always a reason. <laughs> why yeah. someone wants to start a business. So if you want to tell us your little story, we'd absolutely love that. And then if you've got any other topics or dilemmas you want us to discuss on future episodes, let us know. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap this one up because it's been quite a long one. So I hope that you enjoyed listening to yeah. that. And as always, guys, make sure to follow us on socials. It is at the Female Founders. Uh, on TikTok and Instagram and be sure to rate us if you haven't already. That would be much appreciated. Amazing. We'll speak to you next Tuesday. Okay, bye. Bye.